0: Hello, I'm Martijn Gaat and this is Does Logistics Matter? A podcast on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics. Answering yes to this question today is Pieter van den Broeke, Managing Director Netherlands, Belgium and Germany for Manhattan Associates. On this episode, we talk about innovations in warehousing that not only increase efficiency, but also employee engagement and the role a warehouse management system plays in this. Please enjoy my conversation with Pieter Van Den Broeke. Peter, the world around us is is getting increasingly faster. Um, if you look at uh, just how we live our daily lives, um, we have these incredible computers in our uh, in the pocket of our pants. At our fingertips is uh, almost any information we can we can we can want in the world. Um, if we order something, it, it, it's, it's, it's here tomorrow. Uh, even if you want it today, it, that's almost a standard. Order it today and, and get it today. Um, this, this has an, a huge impact on, uh, on supply chains and on logistics uh, and for sure also on warehouses. Um, what, what do you see uh, when you look at, uh, at that? Yes, Martin, uh, you're absolutely right. This is uh, an
1: incredible race to 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 speed and agility, uh, and the consumer is, is driving that. Um, and organizations have to adapt and actually be ready to meet those uh, consumer expectations, at the same time actually drive their business in a way that they can still be be profitable. And and that is an easy statement, but it's not an easy realization if you look at the reality and, and, and what's going on in the world uh, today. Uh, specifically for supply chain and logistics uh, this poses quite some uh, stress on the organizations um, if if you would look first of all at um, how companies need to organize themselves from an inventory management perspective uh, where do I want to hold inventory to meet the consumer? Uh, demands and and service expectations, that on its own is already a complex uh, matter uh, today. Um, And ideally, in order to optimize your investment in inventory and to optimize the usage of it to meet your consumer demand, you want to consolidate as much as possible. But holding your inventory in one location may not allow you to meet the service levels in terms of delivery times to your consumer. So there is a balance to be, to be, to be searched, and, 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 um, but the end result will probably be that you don't have a single location, but that you have a distributed network of inventory across your, the geography that you are operating. Um, this could be uh, multiple warehouses, larger ones, smaller ones. If you're a retailer, this could also be retail stores where you hold inventory by definition, which you could use to also meet consumer demand and and allocate consumer demand against that store inventory. This on its own brings complexity to the management of of your business, and 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 from where are you going to source or allocate and then source uh, the, the the inventory to meet consumer demand? So what would be my optimal? sourcing location? Is it going to be the central DC? Will it be the regional DC? Will it be a store? All of that in function of uh, the consumer expectation, the lead time expectation, transportation costs, and, and, and other uh, parameters.
0: Um, yeah, so also the, the 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 function that the warehouse has in the supply chain is, is changing as well. You have, uh, uh, it used to be Box in, box out, maybe, but usually pallets in, pallets out, uh, and the quantities are getting smaller, especially if you are shipping to uh, consumers, um, and a uh, pallet in, pallet out warehouse, uh, yeah, it's it's not laid out for uh, for piece picking.
1: Correct. So this is uh, the extra complexity that that, uh, companies are confronted with. Like you're explaining, the online fulfillment, the fulfillment to meet online uh, orders of of consumers um, is requiring a different way of doing logistics. And coming back to my earlier point where you as an organization, you want to actually run your business in a profitable way. How you manage your inventory is a key element of that. Now, if you have a multi-channel business where you have your retail uh, channel, your online channel, maybe your wholesale channel, ideally to optimize your inventory to be more profitable, you want to bring it under one roof. This means then that logistically, warehouse process-wise, you need to be able to manage Palette in, palette out type of movements, but also piece picking uh, movements. So, and and this is uh, for many companies a really big step to be taken. Not only because the process has to adjust it, the maybe the organization has to be adjusted as well, but also the physical layout of the of the of the warehouse will have to be um, uh, modified to to uh, to cope with with this uh, extra com- complexity. The if it was a large volumes where you 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 bring you know pallets or full pallets of product to another customer another location you can organize yourself to Optimize your your replenishment, your your picking, your your packing, or your palletization, and and you typically will work in in with batch type of processes so that you have picking density in in the in the execution yeah. of of your of your tasks in the warehouse. Now, if an online order is now also injected into your operation and you have to fulfill that, that is for a single customer, a single unit possibly, or maybe two units, two order lines. And you now have to also do that in an efficient way. No. Um, and 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 but how can you achieve picking density while meeting that uh that order expectation? And typically that online order is not going to be made ready for shipment within two days. The consumer expectation wants it probably yesterday. shipped today, yesterday, <laughs> within an hour. Yeah. yeah. So there's a race to the bottom almost of how how far can you compress and how far can you go in in, in them managing your warehouse. So you need to start to, first of all, think about the physical layout. And we can come back to that at a later mm-hmm. uh, point as well. But also process-wise um, and and apply mathematical optimization capabilities to understand where you have to pick goods in a batch process where you have a bit more time and leeway, and then inject that with really you know fast orders unit picking. So you need to bring that together. Still keep an open mind that you know these are separate types of processes flows, and then uh, deconsolidate it and bring it on time to the to the staging floor for for shipment to the to the consumer. So there is a need to. Push orders batch-wise and pull orders for online orders. Yeah, yeah, and and that pulling is going to become become more and more the norm. The more you can pull, the more efficient you will be. Because by pushing and typically you push through different stages in your warehouse, different mm-hmm. zones, you will probably create peaks of capacity you need, whether it's a machine or or, or humans, in a particular zone. Then the next hour or two hours, the peak of, of capacity will go to the next zone. And you, you, you create these uh, peaks and valleys and actually are probably not working uh, in an efficient way. If you now are more smart and you are understanding my, my demand by zone, my capacity requirements, the type of picking, the type of movement that needs to be made, the available capacity, you can smartly start pulling orders through your warehouse by trying to smoothen out the the capacity uh, needs that you have and
0: bring efficiency to the floor and are these are these uh, patterns that you uh th- that you see historically and then uh design and then uh, uh tell a warehouse management system this is how it uh, this is how it works so do you need to think about that upfront, uh or or um or is that also uh adaptable so it is uh Partially, is, is designed
1: upfront in terms of the physical layout of, of your warehouse. Um, but you, you probably will design by including some flexibility in terms of how to execute certain flows. So not everything is predefined upfront. And then there is, at the moment of the truth, at the moment of the execution, you will have to uh, implement the right decisions to pull product through the warehouse. So that, that will be, um, not, not, not by design. It will be ad hoc based on the order profile. That is current based on your capacity, uh, at hand, uh, based on the type of product, uh, based on the cutoff time, the, the priority of the order, you will have to actually make decisions in, uh, in real time, how, how to manage that order. Now, by applying some new techniques like machine learning you can analyze the past recognize patterns of behavior of your warehouse because it's kind of a living organism almost yeah and and those patterns you you kind of di- distract that from from your big data that you keep keep uh, uh, on on your on your on your premises and then use that pattern information to predict how this could actually uh, be flown through the warehouse and based on that information then make the right right optimal decisions. Um, so this is absolutely a, a requirement, I think, today to find the right balance between you know, pushing, you know, big pallets, uh, big volume, whilst also having to meet a uh, very quick, uh, you know, short term cutoff times for unit, unit uh, orders, consumer orders.
0: Yeah. So, so uh, y- uh, you talk about uh, uh, losing the peaks uh, because uh, a lot of times logistics is uh, inefficient in the way that uh, you have a, a warehouse and you need to design the warehouse for maximum capacity, but it's not always filled to the max, but you have to be able to store everything. The same goes with uh, the people. So if you have a lot of peaks, you need to have the peak number of people in the house and and, and people is well one of the problems in logistics now, finding good people and keeping good people. Um, but uh, I also see developments now uh, with robots. So there's also an increasing number of uh, machines moving through the warehouse. Um, and and not just the forklifts, but also machines that that move and and think all by themselves, um, robots, uh, cobots, um, and I think then it's it's even more important because if you have twenty robots doing nothing, that's quite the the the, the investment gathering dust. So um, is that something that uh, the, the warehouse management system can manage as well?
1: Yes, absolutely. So the management of of the peak and complexity and, uh, and 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 volumes uh you can partially address that through automation mechanization yeah, yeah. And, and 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 robots is definitely in today's world going to be a very good response to that challenge and i explain in a bit more more detail you also mentioned uh peak storage capacity needs Mm -hmm. yeah I I don't think you will get away with that but again automation techniques like automated shuttle uh, and retrieval systems uh, storage and retrieval systems shuttle type of technologies allow you to really in a very condensed way store products for future retrieval when the orders are coming in. So that's one, one aspect, relatively traditional and, and has been around for a long time. But yes, there you are designing to, to peak. Now, when you're processing the order in the warehouse, replenishment, picking, packing, shipping, then uh, you probably don't want to dimension that with machinery to the peak. So robots could be an option where robots could be added on a demand type of uh, in a demand type of approach um, but people probably also going to be a key element of flexibility to manage peak because you can indeed bring in people uh, on, a, on, a, on a temporary basis and, um, and 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 mingle that with the, the the robots and and there we see a trend where uh, robots are taking more and more ownership in in the execution and in mm-hmm. some of the optimization um, at the same time not everything can be automated so you see nice combinations of people and robots or cobots that are actually executing the work in the in the warehouse examples are where a cobot is 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 is, is driving to the picking location and then there's a combination of some pick to light uh, concept where a light is flashing and saying, hey, you need to pick something from this shelf mm-hmm. with maybe a numerical display saying how many units. How many? Yeah. Then the picker goes and puts it on the cobot and the cobot brings it to a packing area or a consolidation area. Yeah the advantage here is, is that the walking distance of the robot is automated so that is that is relatively um, uh, that is quite efficient but the picker hasn't got to go and walk long long uh, uh, trips Because he or she can just walk in in a small area and is just feeding the the cobots in an efficient way. And still probably using some human intelligence to make sure that the right unit is picked and and put in the right way. Not everything can be picked by a robot today. Uh, A lot can be picked already. But uh, there is a nice combination of human and and, and machinery.
0: Uh, There's... uh there's also uh, an increasing number of of systems then in a in a warehouse in the sense that uh, the, yeah. the there are uh, uh, cobots from one manufacturer and then there's the shuttle system from another ma- manufacturer which actually is also a, a robot moving by itself. Yes. So uh, uh, how the, uh, how does that then work?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're asking really good questions, Martek. so yes, before we had just people in the warehouse. Yeah. And Or just a big shuttle, a big machine, and a few people. Nowadays, this is not, not sufficient, and we can give some examples why not. But now it's a, a shuttle, it's a robot, it's a picture light system, it's a conveyor, and it's people, it's maybe a packing station. So all these, and this is a big challenge for companies today, You know, how do I actually make sure that all of these subsystems are working together not only by talking to each other, but also by actually working in harmony together. Yeah. So there must be a layer of intelligence somewhere that is sending the instructions on what to do next with which order to either a robot one, a robot two, a pick-to-light system, a human being, uh, or another type of machinery. So the warehouse management system of today's generation or tomorrow's generation needs to include that intelligence. How do I harmonize, optimize, orchestrate the movements in a warehouse where I have multiple technologies from a robot perspective, automation perspective, as well as people that are contributing to to the to the execution. And 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 the Manhattan view on that is that this should be brought into a a warehouse management system rather than having a warehouse management system looking after inventory task creation and uh, order management Mm -hmm. then a warehouse execution system that is looking at how shall i send the instructions to a robot and which robot and which human being and then a warehouse control system that is in in machine language, sending in sub-milliseconds instructions to the actual uh, automation. Uh, so we believe that the latter should stay close to the machinery because it's specific to the machinery mm-hmm. or the robot. But the upper layers, the two upper layers, is all about information management, decision-making. That should be one single system that has a holistic view on tasks, capacity, orders inventory customer order priorities and 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 bring that together and and calculate, optimize uh, the optimal instructions to the specific uh,
0: uh, entity in the warehouse, machine or, or person. It's what you want if you run a warehouse. If <laughs> you want the holistic view, you want to know what's going on. So yeah. that's why you say it's in it's in one system.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And the complexity really comes back to
0: uh, earlier in the conversation.
1: You know, the online orders are now also being fulfilled from your Wholesale uh, warehouse from your retail warehouse, so it's it's one warehouse that is serving omni-channel uh, uh, demand. So so that brings this 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 true complexity to to the to the table uh, to today.
0: Yeah. So you you now also sometimes hear uh, people uh, worried that they might uh, lose their job because of uh, because the robots are coming. uh, I, I guess some jobs in a warehouse will go because robots are now doing the the work. Uh, but but I believe that the 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 type of work that the humans uh, are doing is uh, evolving and changing um, more than than that they are replaced in in large numbers. Is that also what you are seeing? I. I would absolutely agree with that uh, there's as you say
1: there is definitely a replacement of human beings by robots but um, so there is no more intelligence system in the world than a human being today you know in its intuition and, 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 and things like that So um, the human being will will always be an asset on the one hand to flexibly maybe support peak volumes. Mm -hmm. or to manage a different situation that you had not foreseen. This could be something really ad hoc, and we could maybe even mention Corona as a a very specific situation where people had to get themselves organized in a different way, and then people are the most flexible entity in the warehouse to adjust behavior. That That is one thing. A machine does its thing, and it does a thing again and again, but yeah. you can't really kind of reprogram that 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 quickly. An- another change that that you may have to cope with is is you you have to be innovative as an organization every day yeah. to survive. Yeah, you need to uh, you need to follow the trends. You need to be a leader in in innovation. And innovation means that you are trying something out, that you're doing something new that you have not done before. So before you really understand, you know, what does it mean for me as an organization, for my warehouse, you may have to try it out. And then people are a really good way of trying it out. So embracing innovation from a, a new flow perspective, a new product perspective, I think people are perfect assets to, to do that. Um Obviously, when the concept is proven out, then maybe you can think of automating and, and and taking the next step. But leverage people to do innovation, but also leverage people. Obviously, by still having an overview of what's going on in, in in the warehouse, you can try to predict everything. You can you know research big data. You can you can try to analyze it with 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 lots of uh, computer power. But at the end of the day, the person, the supervisor. Mm-hmm somehow also knows
0: how, how to steer things. So, so, so people will, will still be important. And people is also in logistics. It's, it's a huge problem. Uh, logistics, uh, companies are always looking for good people. There's never, there's never enough, never enough. And, uh, especially if you look at, uh, people in the warehouse, uh, you know, they tend to switch quickly because, uh, the warehouse, uh, next door, they're paying 20 cents more. So I'm uh, I'm going there. So uh, having good people is important, but having engaged people is even more important. They need to be happy, and and they need to enjoy what they do, and and they need to. It needs to be it needs to be fulfilling for them. Um, so I've heard something about uh, the gamification, about gamification, and warehouse processes so can can you tell me something about that because that sounds like uh you know what what i'm doing on my smartphone but in in a warehouse environment yes and that's
1: that's really fun fun area to uh to embark on uh so yes as as an employer employees, attracting employees is is, is a challenge. And, and retaining them isn't is an even bigger challenge, so the shortage of people, and then you have to retain them. So the labor force is also changing, it's uh, younger people, um, uh, diverse people, uh, they are very digitally savvy, they are like you, you said, you know, they're always, you know, on always connected uh, information at the fingertips. So people expect actually something similar, in their working environment. And, and, yeah. and, 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 and this is exactly the same situation for warehouse uh, environments. So how can you motivate people? How can you challenge people? And and, and, and the approach you could take as a, as, a, as a logistics organization is actually, first of all, you start by measuring the people in a fair way. Yeah. So, so you need to have methods to do that because moving a pallet, which is maybe moving 10,000 units, is absolutely... Lesser of an effort than moving 10,000 units each one by one, just to make (laughs) the obvious example. But you need to measure people, first of all, in a fair way. So that's one thing um secondly you want to challenge them and and this you could do like you you would uh challenge yourself with your friends when you go on a a cycle trip Mm -hmm. uh all these fitness uh health apps they they actually are built on 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 challenge that you 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 set for yourself yeah so um as a business, let's say, you know, you are, you're a growing business, you want to make the difference to the consumer. So you want to set targets for your group, for your organization, for your group, and maybe create a little bit of competition between zone A and zone B. You don't want to disclose that uh, one person has done X Units on that given day, you don't want to disclose that, but you can disclose some group information, and you can tell someone, hey, you've been the you know the the the, the third in the in in the in the list of of top performers. So great job, and actually today was your personal record. Great job, so you earn some points, and you can. Collect the points, and then maybe you can exchange the points with uh, with a gift, or ah. half a day uh, vacation. Yeah. So you motivate people with with these kind of challenges and give them insight and 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 create some 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 fun. And I, I see in warehouses that the fun factor is 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 coming back. Uh, the people factor is coming back. The fun factor is coming back. Hiring in in peak season uh, a DJ that is you know. You know, bringing a lot of ambiance into into the warehouse with uh, great music and you see people yeah. almost dancing and doing their, their yeah, job yeah, yeah. yeah so 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 yeah you need to start thinking about things and the gamification um, is, is is definitely an element of that but make everything human you know when you are as a, as a team leader assume you're a team leader you yes. are in the warehouse don't sit in your office. In another building, behind the screen, monitoring data and, and and numbers. No, you walk in the warehouse. You you have your tablet with you with all the information, but the information is humanized. Yes, it's a person with a with a face that has done. That performance on that day has done this, has done that. And if you see challenges, you can go and walk up to that person. You can share the factual information. You can have a conversation. You can make a note that, hey, we had this conversation. Maybe next week we sit together or we give you some extra training or we, we give you a buddy or a coach. Things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this is critically important. And people, young people, they want feedback they want to be approached as a human being they want to not be just a number yeah. yeah so if you can bring that in your in your organization that's that's very very important now one element also that is important and then so what i was just saying is probably for your more permanent employees but some from time to time you need to bring in to manage peak some temporary yeah uh, people for sure you also want them to be productive from the first second so you actually need to have a process and an interaction between the person and and and, and some mobile system that is displaying the instructions mm-hmm. for that person that needs to be Identical to a consumer app, like your your Instagram or your Facebook app or whatever app it may be. really so intuitive. it needs to be intuitive, it needs yeah. to be graphical, colorful. And when you need more information, you should be able to very intuitively navigate to a help button or a picture button and and, and things like that. Yeah. Or you could call for 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 uh for for help. To call the helpline and, and 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 so so this is this is also important that there is like zero learning uh, uh, capabilities to onboard people uh, as quickly as you can oh. in your in your warehouse to manage your your peak uh, yeah. periods. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good.
0: Well, uh, Peter, thank you very much for your time and and uh, sharing these uh, these these new developments and uh, and insights. Very interesting.
1: Uh, my pleasure, uh, Martin It is really exciting times, I uh, must say, and it's a pleasure to kind of share with you and, uh, and have this conversation. Really uh, a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to Does Logistics Matter? For more on trends and innovations in supply chain and logistics, visit our blog on logisticsmatter.com. This podcast was recorded and produced by Dimitri Vleugel. The music is based on a sample by Ragaman and produced by Michael Spengler. This episode was sponsored by Manhattan Associates. Manhattan Associates is a technology leader in supply chain and omnichannel commerce. They unite information across the enterprise, converging front-end sales with back-end supply chain execution. Their software, platform, technology, and unmatched experience help drive both top-line growth and bottom line profitability for their customers. For more information, visit www.manh.com. That's m a n h.com.